Okay, here we go. Tess Amud Aleph on the top. We actually have some Pesach stuff. Pesach's coming up pretty soon, right? So we got some... Well, it depends when you're listening to this, but uh, when, when I'm recording this, Pesach's coming up pretty soon. So we got a, got a lot of Pesach stuff coming up today and a lot of great stuff as well, other stuff as well. Okay, uh, Hashem uh, keeping a promise to Avram, quote-unquote. We'll see what that, uh, what that entails. We mentioned yesterday um, that... We mentioned yesterday that one can... If, how can one be Yitzhak his morning time Kriya Shema at night? Meaning it's still considered nighttime and yet it could still be Yitzhak his morning time Kriya Shema. How's that possible? So the Gemara answered because when, if, even though it's still consi- it's considered daytime technically, he hasn't gone to sleep yet, right? He has a night shift we mentioned. So therefore, for him, it's still considered nighttime. Now the Gemara makes a qualification. Amar Abzeira, we are on the last word in the line, is Amar, four lines from the top. Amar Abzeira, as long as you didn't say hashkivenu, hashkivenu means to lie down, right? So if someone said that 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 that, 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 that the word's lying down, then obviously it, he's, he's declared at night for him, so now he can't say his daytime kriyashma. Guess Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef, Amar, Had Rabbi Achav, Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Amir Shuben Levi, Lav bePirush Itmar, El Mechlol Itmar. He didn't say this specifically, this klal, right? That you can be Yitzchak two for one, you could do a two for one. He didn't say this specifically. Bepirush. Uh, Explicitly, rather, he said it. Impl- it was implied, implicitly, right? It was an implication. Itmar, he said it implicitly. There were a pair of rabbis, that they got drunk at a wedding of the Bere Rabbi Shuba ben Levi. They came in front of him. He said, You can rely on Rabbi Shimon meaning they got drunk. And the time for Krishma passed, right? Chatzai's <laughs> passed, and uh, they didn't read Krishma yet. So they said, listen, if it's really a time of need, you can even rely that one can read Krishma until dawn. Uh, so they got drunk at a wedding, right? And we know there was a story which we're about to get to in the Mishnah about uh, the kids of Rabbi Gamaliel getting drunk. Lamaisa, a, a, the Torah says that a drunk person cannot daven. Now, we just had Purim, obviously, right? This is very Nagea, Purim, Myrev. Some people are drunk. And uh, lightheaded might be okay to daven. Drunk person, it's an abomination. If this person is really drunk like light, that's halacha like light. Um, and it's, it's an abomination to daven. Um, and it, it has certain implications, like on Zmanim, even it might override Zmanim, right? Uh, if the person can't daven in time, but he's really drunk, he shouldn't daven. Um, so there's different halachas depending on how drunk the person is. Weiter. Maisa Shabbat There's a story that, like we mentioned, that the kids of Ram Gamil came home from the party, and what happened? Chatzai's passed, and they said, oh, we didn't read Kriya Shema. So Ram Gamil told them, well, you can really say it until dawn. So, I'm sorry. Meaning the children of Gamliel asked him, wait a second, we didn't say Krishna yet, it's past Chatzais. And then Gamliel, you know what he responded? He said, yeah, but you could still say it until dawn. The children didn't know this? They were his father, they were his son. They should have known this halacha. So, says, we're saying. The kids were telling their father, Rabbi Gamliel, the Rabbanan say that you have to say it by chatzais. And you say until dawn. And when, the, when you have a majority and an individual, the majority overrides. So you, the halacha goes like the Rabbim. The halacha goes like the majority. The Chachamim are plural people, obviously. And the Rabbim Gamil is only a Yachit. So maybe we should go like the Chachamim. And now the Chatzais has passed. We can't say Krishma anymore. Or maybe the Rabbim hold like you. And when you said, when they said until Chatzais, that's only to distant the person from Avera, like we mentioned in the Mishnah. Really, one can read until Alais, until dawn. Why does they say Chatzais? So that people won't procrastinate, right? So maybe the Rabban hold like you, or maybe no, they don't hold like you. 
So he says, so what is it? So what are Rabban Say I'm a lawyer. Rabban Kavasei Sfirle. Really, the Rabban do hold like me. This is Rabban Gamliel's extended response. Really, the Rabban do hold like me. You should say it till Chatzais. But the Rabban would agree with me that if one misses Chatzais, bid the he can still say it until until dawn. The Rashba actually derives from here that even Lachatchila. Even L'Chadchila, one can recite Kriya Shema until dawn. Now, Lamaisa, the Shulchan Aruch, argues, he paskins against that, and says it's only B'Diyevet. But either way, it's interesting that the Rashba does derive that halacha from here. Weiter. Mm, yes, Weiter. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's my last on that. Amru Okay, so we said that not only this, right? There were a couple of things that we mentioned that the, the Rabbanon say that you shouldn't do that, you should really have until Chatzai, really until Alois, but the Rabbanon only say Chatzai so that you shouldn't procrastinate. And the Gemara said not only this, but we applied it to a couple different halachas as well, not just Kriyashma. Meaning, Ragamliel said this before he even mentioned the whole Gedder about Chatzais. He said, He didn't even mention what the rule was. The rule was that the Rabbanon put Gedarim, right? That they say they try to distance us from an Avera. But he didn't even mention that rule yet when he said, So, what is he talking about? This is really Rabbanon saying. Even according to Rabbanon, the same until Chatzais, it's really a mitzvah to Al so he's just going back on what the Rabbanon's original sheet, even though it doesn't necessarily seem to be in the right order. Okay, here we get to uh, some Pesach stuff. Pesach stuff. Here we go. We're going to, 30 days before Pesach, we're starting to talk, talk about Pesach. So we said that burning the fats, this can be done until Alais. But Ba'adzim, you should do it until Chatzais. And the only reason the Chacham said until Chatzais is to distance the person from Avera, just like Krishma. One is allowed to eat the carbon Pesach all night. But why is that not included in the Mishnah? Right? The, the Mishnah is, is listing things that one is allowed to do all night, but the Chacham say until Chatzais to distance him from an Avera. And yet eating the carbon Pesach is allowed to be done all night, and yet it's not mentioned in the Mishnah. Why not? Right? It says Krishma of, of Marv. And Halil on the night of Pesach, reciting these things. And eating the Pesach, mitzvah we see that it's a mitzvah until Lamur Shachar. Why is it not mentioned in the Mishnah? So maybe I said like Kaja, Harbel Lazar ben Nazaria, Harbekiva. It's not a question really, because there are two different shitas. The Tanya, what are the two different shitas? One should eat the meat on this night. Okay, so we have these two psukim. Now, what do we do with these two psukim? Let's compare them. Just like over there, by the Karim Pesach, you can do it until Chatzais. So here until Chatzais. But Rabbi Kiva says, no, so that's the machlekes, right? The Chacham hold, it's in Tolchatzais, right? We have to draw a comparison. When did they, when was the Mitzrayim, right? It was Ar Chatzais. So therefore, we see that Karim Pesach also only is Ar Chatzais. So then what does Rabbi Kiva say? He says, so what about what, the, the, according to the one that holds that you have the whole night? It says, Bechipazan. Bechipazan men said they went out in haste. They went out very quickly. Right, Kali Yisrael, when they left Mitzrayim, they left very quickly, either because we'll talk about, either because the Egyptians were kicking them out, because the Makas Bacharis, all the plagues were so terrible, or because they wanted to get out of there. Either way, they went out very quickly. So it's until that time that they left Egypt, that's when you have to eat the carbon Pesach. Why does the Pesach say Belayla? 
I might think you're able to eat it at the same time as the kachim by day. I would try to compare the the um, carbon pesach to kachim to holy thing, holy foods, right? And just like by kachim, you can only eat it during the day, so to here can only be during the day. That it's really at Lila you can eat it, but not during the day. Once it passes dawn, you can't eat the carbon pesach anymore. It's only that night that you have to eat the carbon pesach. So this This makes sense according to Rabbi Nazari because he has Xerah Shava. the comparison between the two psukim, right? So that's why it's It has to say Hazet this night. That's why that, that, that shows us that it's only, you only have until the end of the night to eat the carbon pesach. Rabbi Kiva already learned it from a different word in the pasuk. So what does he need the word Hazet? Seemingly, it's superfluous. So what does he need it for? So the Mara says Laila Acher. This night you can eat it, but not another night. Meaning you can only eat it the 15th night in Nisan, not the 16th night in Nisan. Only on the first night of Pesach. I would think, since the carbon Pesach is kachim kalim, light kachim, and shlamim is also light kachim, so therefore I would draw a comparison between the two things, and I would say, just like shlamim, it's able to be eaten day, night, day, for two days in one night, so to the carbon Pesach, I'm, I, I might say that you could eat two nights, that, it's, that you spread it out over two nights. And that would be night, day, night. So one person teaches, has the word Laila to teach us that you can read, that you can eat the carbon Pesach. Sorry, let me finish. Only that night. So here's the breakdown. One Tana holds. What do we need the word Belayla in the Pesach for to teach us that the carbon Pesach can, can be eaten all night? The other, the other Amira holds that what do we need Belayla? What do we need the, the word Laila for? He holds that you need to teach us that only on the first night of Pesach one can eat the carbon and not on the second night. Where does he learn this? Who learns Lila to tell us the whole night. Where does he learn this din about uh, the fact that it's only on the first night and not the second night? Where does he learn that from? He needed the word Hazer from something else. Right? So what is it? where does he learn this halacha from? Nafka. He learns it from Laita Sirad Baikir, right? The Pasuk says that you shouldn't leave over till the morning. So if you shouldn't leave over until the morning, obviously we know you have to finish the whole Karm Pesach at night, right? So, Givaldi. That, 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 end of story over there. Rabbi Kiva, if you learned it from there, from that you shouldn't leave over until the morning, I might think morning is a vague term. Morning could be the second morning of Pesach. That doesn't mean the first morning. Say no. What do you mean? What's that hava mina? Biker. Whenever it says the morning, morning always means the first morning. It's always referring to the first morning. So therefore, I don't need halayla hazet to teach me that is halayla hazet. Only this night you can eat the carbon, not the other night. No, I already know that. It says you can't leave over until the morning. End of story. Morning means the first morning. Okay. End of that. Um, so it is a suffolk, right? It's a suffolk when, 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 when one can eat. Uh, maybe I'll give this maybe I'll give this uh, ha'ara after till two dots. Okay, let's go to two dots first. Now I'll give this ha'ara. Vahani, let's go right there. Vahani tonight, Vahani tonight. This machlekes is like a similar machlekes we have in a brisa. The Tanya Milton in a brisa. Sham tizbaches a pesach be'erev kavoy Hashemesh moitzeich mitzrayim. So let's break down this pasuk that we just quoted. Melazar Amr be'erev atazeveach on on erev. That's when you have the carbon. 
right? At night is when you have the carbon. And when the sun comes, that's when you eat. And when you go out of Mitzrayim, when you get up and go out of Mitzrayim, that's when you burn the carbon. Okay, so we're breaking down the different stages of the process of leaving Egypt. At night, that's when you bring the carbon. When the sun comes, that's when you eat. And how long do you have to eat? You can eat until they left Egypt, which was in the morning. That's when they left Egypt. Everyone agrees that the, when the Israel, when the when the um, Jews were redeemed from Egypt, they were only redeemed at night. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, let's go back there. Okay. So we told that they were redeemed at night. He holds that they were they were really redeemed during the day, meaning the redemption started at night, but they didn't leave until the daytime. How do we divide the two times? Like we mentioned, means haste, the time of haste when they were rushed out. So the question is, we know that the Jews were rushed out of Egypt the night that they left Mitzrayim. The question is, who rushed them out? So, according to Rebbe Azariah, it was the Egyptians that rushed them out. They said, get the heck out of here, because we have all these plagues, right? All these plagues are happening. We don't want these anymore. Get out of here. We don't want the Jews here anymore. Rebbe Kiva said, Ramai Chippazin, Chippazin Yisrael. Now, Rebbe Kiva holds no. It was the Klal Yisrael that really rushed out, because obviously they did not want to be slaves no more. What do you mean they, they left at night? Really, they left during the day. Yes, they left. They physically left Egypt during the day. But they, the, the Geula began at night. Right, we mentioned that has ramifications on Shalach Manus. Right? If something starts during the day, during one time, then it technically continues throughout another time. If you start davening before the Zman, and then you're not going to finish till after the Zman, does that count? So this has ramifications in Aloha as well. Something very interesting from this is, wait a second, so the Gula starts at night, but wh- why are they so happy? Like at the end of the day, they're still in Egypt, right? That meaning the slavery is the same physically as it was 30 years ago. They're in Egypt. The slave, they're still slaves in Egypt technically. They haven't left yet. So, so what's so great about it? Very beautiful uh, uh, mushal that's brought down. When a person is in jail for 30 years, let's say he's in jail for 30 years, and the lawyer comes up to him and tells him, guess what, tomorrow you're going free. What's this guy's reaction going to be tomorrow? Even though he's still in jail, he's going to be exuberant. He's going to be in a great mood. Why is that? Because he knows he's being freed. In his mind, he's a freed man. Even though physically he's still in jail, in his mind, he's a freed man. Same things with the Jews in Egypt. Even though physically they were still in Egypt and they weren't free yet, they had a... That they, their mindset was a, was a mindset of freedom. It's a beautiful lesson, right? Freedom is all in the mind. Freedom is a state of mind. It's not necessarily a physical place, but it's a place, I, I always hear Rubashkin when I hear him talking about it, right? That, that freedom is really a state of mind where he was in jail for all those years and he said he really had just had the clarity to know, I'm, but I'm still free. I could still be free even in jail because it's, it's a state of mind, not necessarily, not necessarily a physical place, a physical presence. Let's just do a little more. Um, did I have something else to say? Yeah, that's, um, I think that's good for now. Okay, let's just do a few more lines. Uh, another pasuk we quote. So Hashem asked Moshe to please do something. So the, the word na here, 
please is a lashon vakasha, is a request that Hashem is requesting something from Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem said to Moshe, I am asking from you, I am requesting from you, and I want you to tell Klai Right? I want you to tell Klai Yisrael that when you, before you guys leave Egypt, please take the gold and silver from the Egyptians. That is what Hashem is requesting to Moshe, to relay this message over to Klai Yisrael. Meaning, Hashem is saying, why do I want you guys to take gold and silver? Because otherwise, Avram Avinu is going to have a tie on me. I told him that you guys would leave rich, right? So if you guys don't leave rich, then I'm not being Mekai in my promise to Avram Avinu. So I don't want him to be upset. Hashem is saying, I don't want Avram Avinu to be upset. So therefore, please do me a favor, Moshe Rabbeinu, and make sure Klai Yisrael take, um, take riches. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu respond to Hashem? Only we can get these riches ourselves. What does that mean? It's comparable to a person. Speaking of jails, so it's comparable to a person. That he's, uh, he's, he's locked up in a jail. And what do we tell him? Tomorrow you're going to be free. From the jail. And we give him a lot of money. So you know what he's going to tell us? He said to them, I don't want anything. I'm going free tomorrow. I don't need any money. So that's why it was sort of a difficult thing for, for uh, Moshe Rabbeinu to ask from the inn, right? Like, go take this gold and silver. The inn is like, we're getting freed. We don't really necessarily care about the money. So Hashem is very persistent. Make sure that Klai Yisrael does, in fact, do this. It's very interesting, right, that Hashem said, I don't want to make Avram Avinu upset, so therefore you guys should take gold and silver. Like, forget about Avram Avinu, Hashem made a promise, and Hashem fulfills all his promises. He should have just said that. I made a promise, so fulfill the promise. Why, why does he use Avram Avinu? Very interesting point just to think about, ponder over. One more point before we end. No, we said that over here the word na meant it was a request. Not every time Hashem says the word na isn't necessarily a request. Na does mean please, but for Hashem it doesn't necessarily mean it's a request. Sometimes it's a command. But it's just interesting to note that the different, it, it will explicitly say when it is a request and when it's not a request. Shkoyach everyone, that was awesome. Um, if there, if anyone needs any clarity on this, um, but I know it was a little back and forth over there for, for a little bit, um, please reach out to me. We will uh, start next time, Be'ezus Hashem, on Tess Amud Base.